Hi, welcome to the Dugout Podcast. My name's Ian. And I'm Orn. And you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Today we're going to talk about the Dublin Mayo All-Ireland Final and basically our views on it and how we think the game actually panned out compared to how we kind of predicted it was going to go. Uh, obviously Orm came closer with the score prediction, but hey, if you're wrong, you're wrong. It doesn't make a difference. Um, anyway, Horn, what do you think about the match? Well, uh, I suppose first things first, I was at the game, so I probably know more than yourself regarding how it went, because you can see more when you're at the game um, as opposed to watching it on TV. So we'll just refer Bail. to my intelligence when it comes to deciding who's right or wrong. But I suppose overall I felt Dublin were the better team. They uh, were more comfortable in the lead. Um, they like Their substitutions made a big difference. Um, which means their tactics, I thought, were superior as well. Um, the forward options were better. You always felt that the Dublin forwards were more capable of putting a score over when they needed it. Um, and basically, um, I feel that the first game was sort of like Dublin's backdoor game, you know, like in the qualifiers, like that Mayo got when they lost to Galway. It was the shock they needed to sort of raise their level and intensity. That, 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 that's where teams get caught out trying to win two in a row, is that they can't get that sort of intensity that's missing. Um, and I think that the first game is what helped them get their intensity back. I don't, like, to be honest with you, it was probably it was the first time that we saw Mayo actually get into, get into a lead in the game. Obviously, it didn't last. Um, they, did it bring up their intensity? No, but I think it brought... It focused their concentration. I think they realised, like it gave them a chance. It gave them a chance to come back and to look at themselves and to see where they've gone wrong. They haven't obviously they haven't had that issue yet this year, but the fact that they managed to draw the first game, it nearly brought it nearly gave them a chance to develop themselves again as a team. Like they were, like they were far far better than their one point victory in my opinion. Like Mayo hit the front. Through it was an excellent goal to be honest, and then after that they nearly like Dublin just stepped it up again. Like Dublin had started like a house on fire, like four points to nail up, and then through just through poor discipline really they kind of let Mayo back into it. Like they really should like it's probably one of their weaknesses is that if you put the defence under pressure, some of them do give away frees. Like you saw some stupid frees being given away, like but. You see, that's the thing. That seemed to be sort of a feature of the two games. Was and again, no matter how Dublin played in the first game, it's actually probably both teams. It, it was, it. yeah. Like it was sort of a cycle of Dublin get the lead, get a little bit of momentum, then Mayo come back. And, and again, it goes back to the point. In 170 minutes, was the problem um, Mayo just weren't comfortable being in the lead um, and comfortable in maintaining a lead, or was it that Dublin were able to react? when they went a point or two down. Because like you say, I know that Mayo got the goal to go a point ahead, and the second half, I think, briefly, they were ahead for a point as well. But over 150, 160 minutes, Dublin led for the majority of those of those minutes. Yeah, like, in my opinion, I mean, so I said it at the end of the last podcast, is that Mayo are bottlers. And I think nothing that I saw in the match last Saturday would make me change my mind. From the last three... To the goalkeeper, like obviously selecting Robbie Henley as your goalkeeper is a not exactly a master stroke. Well, in hindsight, it's not a master stroke. Um, the reasons behind it were probably misguided as well. A longer kick out was it really going to make a difference? It's because 
most of their possessions seemed to come when they would they'd go short with kickouts. Any time they'd gone long, they were like they tended to struggle against the feeling of Kilkenny and Connolly and things like that. Um, but yeah, if you come back to it, in pressure situations and male battle. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and and there was a lot made of the goalkeeping situation for the goal. Um, there was for the Keegan black card as well because obviously the goalkeeper took a funny kick out there, it didn't work out, um, and people are sort of suggesting, well, if they didn't do that, if they didn't change their goalkeeper, things uh, would have been different. I don't think that's the case, to be honest, because I still think you sort of go to the situation where, okay, they have a different keeper on, those mistakes don't happen, but they still have to retain a lead. You know, uh, that, that's what I think seems to be lost in, in much of the discussion about this, is that, like you said, the, the, the bottling issue, it, you know, it, it just seemed it just seemed to seep in the whole 170 minutes. Like, right, just to go back to the goalkeeping situation, they picked the goalkeeper to kick long. When he didn't, when he couldn't kick long because Dublin were winning all of them, he had to go short. By going short, he hit a bad ball to the cornerback, Dean Rock, broke the ball, broke to Connolly, and Keegan took him down. Now, listen, Connolly made the made the most of it, and I'd expect him to. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. But again, it all came back to the goalkeeping situation. Now, what you're saying about Mayo and the not handling the pressure, like they didn't up front, which has been Mayo's failing for years and years. I remember back in '96. I remember we were we watched them in Croke Park like 20 years ago and they still had the same problem is that they couldn't get forwards who could put the ball over the bar consistently Andy Moran didn't have the same joy that he had the previous day Killian uh, O'Connor didn't take a shot from play I don't think um, like Aidan O'Shea did a bit better but didn't, still didn't really influence the game like he set up the goal but that was mainly down to bad defending by Keane O'Sullivan like nine times like it was just the one time that he made a bad decision but like without that goal and maybe Dublin's bad option taken up front near the end like you could have been looking at six or seven point hammering there yeah and that's the thing is if you if you were to look at the Mayo forward line the Dublin forward line even some of the Dublin subs and you were told okay you got to pick one or two players here it's five minutes to go in the game you need a point you know, you'd be hard-pressed to pick many male players that you'd be sort of trusting to put it over the bar in those pressure situations. No. You know, that's the thing. Um, and, and people can talk about, well, Mayo were close, Mayo were close. Well, it always felt like Dublin had that extra step when they needed it, you know. And you'd sort of say the same thing next year because they were like, you've heard discussions, oh, well, who will be, you know, Mayo will be still in the mix next year. Well, they'll have the same problem, you the, know. Yeah, like, they don't they don't have the players there. I know, like, they won the all or the under-21 All-Ireland, but... Are the really top class forwards like you don't see Daniel Clifford coming through like uh, who Kerry have like who looks like phenom- like a phenomenal player like he looks like he could be the next Gooch, but Mayo don't have that like they have a good work ethic or work ethic they have a really good defence their defence is like top notch like the whole Dublin to what they did over the two games like just proves that they are top notch, um but they don't have the forwards and they don't have forwards who can do it in a pressure situation I'm sure they're out, like, out there in their club matches and they're stroking the ball over the bar for fun but when it comes down to it Killian O'Connor has a free a right footed kicker like whatever 15 yards in from the sideline 30 yards out it's not really a difficult free wouldn't it like, yeah it, I mean I, I think the fact that it's the old, he, he, he missed it on the near post yeah. like that's horrible that's, that's, that's snatching like that's your technique breaking down is that he snatched at the kick like if he had it 
put it wide, then you'd say, right, maybe he sliced it a bit on the far post and he just didn't get it around enough. But when he's missed it on the near post, he snatched at it. And that's just his muscles tightening up and he's not able to deal with the situation. He knows that he needs to kick this to win the match or to a draw level. Well, it's not an easy kick in, in terms of that. I mean, it's, you, I, I've heard that discussion about, like, well, in club football, he put it over and this. And, like, listen, it's the last minute of a game. You've already drawn one. This is to try and draw again. Um, All-Ireland final. Like, in all fairness, it felt like, we felt like there was a sack of cement in his boots as he was kicking it. Yeah. Well, he kicked it like there was a sack of cement in his boots. Um, the, But, I, like, I disagree. I think if you're going to be a top player, and if you consider yourself a top player, and it's a free from that t- from that situation for a right-footed kicker, you should be kicking it. There's no excuses to miss it. But, but, but couldn't people make that argument though, Conley in the first game, taking that free from the sideline? I know it, it, it was missable, but the thing is, a top player would have passed it back. I mean, just saying, isn't there, isn't there, isn't there instances where you could sort of give him a little bit of a pass and say, under the circumstances, you know, that was that was ridiculous pressure. Like that was. Listen, this is sort of like Roy the Rover stuff. Last kick of the game. You can you can you can save your team. You know, and it can happen to any player, even the top players. Like, like with Connolly like I'd, I'd I'd be happy enough for him to take that shot on like, he's the kind of player who can do it he didn't miss it at the near post either but when you look at Killian O'Connor taking that free and something else that I noticed is that nobody was coming short for him to give him an option like none of the Mayo forwards wanted the responsibility of having to take this shot Hmm. Like they weren't trying to give him an option. Like, that reminded me of Mulligan and Cav- uh, Canavan. I think it was when Tyrone won it, and there was a free near the end where where Ros- Ray Cosgrove missed against Armagh. Remember that a couple of years back? And I remember Mulligan had the ball in his hand, and I was watching him, and he and he, and he laughed and said, "I'm not taking it," and gave yeah. it to Canavan. Um, and like you say, I know it is a case of oh, that's when your big players step up. But do you not think with O'Connor, his scoring, like in mean, all fairness for for Mayo, has been has been fantastic, and, and more often than not. He's, he's done the business for them. And this one particular moment, listen, Connolly could have missed that shot. You know, that sort of way. And we'd be sitting here, we wouldn't be sitting here going, he's a bottler because he's won the, he's won the, he's won the All-Ireland. But you'd say, well, that's a missable shot under the circumstances. Yeah. No, like, with, <laughs> the thing with Connolly is that Con- right, Connolly's not your free taker. Like, Killian O'Connor prides himself on being a top-class free taker to miss that free. And I, underst- like, I understand the pressure of the situation. But if you're going to be considered a top-class player like Peter Canavan, then you have to be able to take that pressure. Stephen Cluxton kicking that point when Dublin beat Kerry that time. Like, that's just the sign of a top-class player. Like, didn't phase him. The ball went as true as he wanted it, as true as he meant it to be. His technique was spot on, uh, whereas Killian O'Connor's wasn't. Well, could you make an argument, though, that Cluxton... I know in that particular instance, that example, listen, Cluxton put it down, put it over the bar, that was brilliant. Um, but you just said it yourself there, Killian O'Connor. Did he ha- was he lacking the backup from teammates that the likes of the Dublin players will get? Because like, Dermot Connolly isn't the only good forward in Dublin. Like they're in a, a particular system where they're all they all seem to be in it together. We're talking about several different Dublin forwards that can pop. If Dermot Connolly misses a point or he's having an off day, you know there's three or four lads that'll probably step up to the plate. Like happened, like like in the Kerry game, the end of the Kerry game there, you had Ronan O'Gara coming on, you you, you know, you had oh, McManaman. We spoke about this. I know, I know, I know. But you, yeah, but, you, but you, you had but you had him putting over an important point, you had McManaman putting him, and then Connolly. You know, that sort of way. So you've got O'Connor pretty much doing it all on his own. 
um, can you not sort of give the guy a break and say, well, okay, listen, yeah, he is a top player, but he, you do need, you're saying it, you're, you know, on one level, he needs more support from his teammates. Yeah, well, I don't think he gets any support from his teammates, bar maybe Andy Moran, but like what we're talking, what you're talking about there is a like Connolly, McManaman, O'Gara putting over points. Like they're from play. This is a free taker. This like he spent hours and hours and hours. He probably spent hours and hours thinking about it, but he spent hours and hours practicing this from probably that exact position at home, and like he's put them all over. But like going back to his general game, he didn't get a shot off in play. Like, <laughs> and you're a corner forward. Now, like, listen, the def- Dublin defence did play well apart from their indiscipline, but like he has to be, he has to be making that shot. Like. If you want to be winning all Ireland and you want to be competing at the top level, you have to make that shot. Do I think Dean Rock would make it? <laughs> it's touching that. Well, out of your hands, I always hate them taking out of their hands that position. Um, you remember Charlie used to put them over like in a, in a sixpence, but and I would have thought he'd put that down there. But again, I just think it's a little bit harsh because he's. Do, it just feels like you know everything fell down to him, not just at the end of the game, but even during the game and the points he was getting in the semis. Because I was looking at his scoring record, it was it was impressive. Again, I was a free taker, of course, you're going to expect that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it came down to him because the forwards weren't doing their job, or they weren't putting it over the bar. And literally, it was on his... It, it was all down to him because he didn't have much support up there. So, I know what you're saying, and but the thing is, Canavan could miss that. Connolly could miss that. Any of them could miss that. Because you're talking about one moment in the entire season. It's sort of like, a, as I say, oh, well, a top player... A top player would miss that on some occasions, you know? Yeah, like, no, like, what I'm thinking is that he doesn't have the mental fortitude for to be a top-class player. Canavan might miss it, but his general play would have been good enough, like in the game like he'd still be out in front winning the ball Killian O'Connor did nothing else in the game really like you know I I don't class him as a top class player I know he probably thinks he is but and he's probably a good club player and a good inter-county player but he's not I wouldn't have him up there with the likes of Canavan or <coughs> sorry um, Gooch or Connolly or even like Maybe even is he as good as Dean Rock? I don't know. Like, cause Dean Rock, I have my doubts about. But this year, he's like, like his general play has been excellent as well. Like oh, his work yeah, rate has been phenomenal. Can, yeah. Like, um, and actually, probably looking back at that, the Dublin Mayo match, it's probably the work rate of the Dublin forwards that was the deciding factor in that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, the, 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 to earlier, there was there was a moment in the game that just uh, maybe wanted want Dean Rock to get man of the match. Was 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 the first half? Uh, Dublin were holding the half back line, and uh, Mayo were trying to get through. And it was about I think ten seconds, and you were, you could see Mayo trying to sort of break through, and Rock ran all the way from corner forward about fifty sixty yards and dispossessed. I'm not sure who the Mayo man was in the ball, and I was like, that's that's savage. That's that's that, that's fantastic sort of play you know he's not just That's, putting over the bar you know these things are the difference between winning and losing like did Mayo do that that many times no they didn't this, like when Dublin had the ball they generally they tended to get up there and like get close to having a shot whereas when Mayo had the ball like there was a good, a good few times I remember Connolly coming back and like sort of harassing people Kilkenny doing it I was Dean Rock doing it like this is the diff- This is what marks out Dublin as a better team than anyone else out there at the moment. Like, 
Kerry wouldn't do it. Like Dublin have the players and they have the fitness and they have the physicality and they have the skill level to be able to get up and down the pitch and still be able still have the composure and the fitness to take their scores when it matters. Mayo I thought, like Mayo might be back next year because they're tough to beat, but I don't, but, but, I don't but, think they're going to be a threat. But seriously, when you can lose McCaffrey, O'Carroll, and then you can bring on McCauley and Brogan in a final. I mean, there's four players that didn't start. You know, sort of way the final, and 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 you can still sort of scrape out an All Ireland win. That's that's fairly impressive. Yeah, like McCauley was a player who I hadn't been impressed with all year but when he came on he he really made a massive difference to the game himself and Costello in particular and Brogan to a certain extent I know for one of the scores I think Brogan ran across and he took two players with him just cleared a bit of space for Costello like these things don't happen by accident like this is what lads train to do like, but it's also lads coming off the bench we discussed this yeah. the last time it's about like you have to have a certain character and mentality I was concerned that Brogan mightn't react well well I'm glad he proved me wrong because he was hungry he looked really hungry yeah no he yeah. didn't He didn't. it didn't always come off for him no he did get a score but it didn't always come off for him like he was blocked down a couple of times and made a couple of bad mistakes but like at least he showed the willingness to get on the ball any of the Mayo bench that came on particularly up front like we're basically hiding. Like I think Barry Morn maybe like we got into it. Got, he won a free once, which was a dubious free as well. I couldn't see the. Push oh, was that the second last one? Yeah, yeah. the last two frees were basically yeah. Mayo frees for points. Yeah. Well, the last one didn't go over. Yeah, but like it was a very dubious free. The last one was definitely a free. Um, Costello just it was a bad. Like it was a stupid tackle, to be honest. But at the end of the day, Dublin won, so it's mm. a means to an end. Like if. Mayo equalised Costello might get and go on and win it then Costello gets later for giving away a stupid free but like if you're going to put yourself into that position then you have to be willing to either deal with the con- like deal with the consequences be it good or bad um, and I don't think and actually that's a, probably a perfect example of a Dublin forward putting himself in the firing line whereas the Mayo forwards didn't want to and you kind of feel sorry for their defence because their defence is top notch um, and they like they played really well but if you're the, like if you don't have the forwards or your forwards go hiding on the day, then like you're never really going to have a chance of winning the game. Um, but yeah, listen, Dublin won. That's all that matters. Nobody's going to care about how close it was in five years' time, ten years' time. You know. No, but it did have a little feel, as you say, there to the last year's. Not not the exact same, but in that the scoreboard you felt didn't fully reflect the way Dublin plays. No, mm-hmm. I think like the two the past two years, Dublin have been fairly emphatic winners and I think against Kerry as well like it was the most comfortable three point or whatever two point win three point win that I've ever seen in my life like they just cruised through um, and I think like against Mayo this year it was like they should have won by more really like they had the chances like McManaman gives a bad or attempts a terrible layoff to Connolly like when he should, probably should have given it a fraction earlier Um Brogan's blocked down twice. I think Costello might have missed one as well. Um, these are all good. There were good chances that they had that they missed, and like if they had taken them, it would have been like it would have been a more uncomfortable victory. Yeah, there's a couple of moments at the end there as well. Dublin missed a few, a few handy handy points to sort of pull away. Yeah, like they they deserved it. like they deserved to win it, and I think over the two games they deserved to win it. They were ahead for a good bit. And they deserve to like for most of the whatever hundred and six or 
about 160 minutes probably in total um, they were like they were ahead for most of it so like I think they deserve to win it and I wouldn't be feeling too sorry for Mayo especially with the reaction since the final whistle as well like it's all well and good being uh, happy on the day but not a uh, like afterwards then to come out and say oh people targeting Lee Keegan and stuff like that Lee Keegan's well able to look after himself and he like I don't think people were targeting him I think they were targeting the referees and the, the officials who were making the decision and I don't think it really had much of a bearing on the black card like Connolly's in you know, goal and yeah I don't know why so much was made of that because uh, I was watching clips of it again there earlier today and um he pulled him down. I mean, you could you could make an argument. Oh, Connolly didn't have to go down. No, he was pulled back. He was slowed down. You could see he was run through, and he was slowed down. It was even the pulls just before he actually went down that sort of slowed him down. He would have been through, and that's a scorable chance. And and Dublin had the momentum as well. That also stopped the game because they just scored, bad kick out, and it was one of those moments where you know the way you think Dublin, geez, they might even get a goal because they had that sort of push. So I don't even think it's arguable that it wasn't a black card. No, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was arguable either. I think like John Small definitely should have got a black card. Um, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper actually made an excellent tackle on Paddy Andrews after he dropped the ball, but then he followed through and dragged him down. So yeah, that's a fair enough. There black could have card. been a black card after the uh, Mayo goal. I don't Absolutely, know who it was. at least that was a black ridiculous. card. That could have and, been and they a didn't red even card. discuss it. I have to yeah. say that that was sort of brushed out yeah, of history. Good. To be honest, yeah, you know, typical RTE media kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but but even in terms of uh, there was a lot of sympathy for Mayo. And listen, I do feel a bit of sympathy, except for the the fans that are around us were kind of annoying, to be honest. But um, I, you know, I was thinking back to sort of, you know, when we were younger and we wouldn't have seen Dublin win all Ireland until 1995, but 92-3-4 was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but that team persevered, showed a bit of character, particularly in the final when they lost Charlie uh, in 95. And, you know, and they went on and won it. So I don't see what there's any reason why Mayo can't, if they can learn from it. The question is, do they have the character to do that? No. Because... Yeah, well, they haven't shown it thus far, but, but I, I, listen, I don't think it's beyond them. But I, I think, like all this talk of oh, they showed character, this, that, whatever. Well, they didn't show the bottle and 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 the mental strength that that's needed to win in All Ireland. And I think nearly you could argue that was nearly what was the difference between the two teams. Because again, I don't mean to keep beating this over over you know over over the head, but over 170 minutes, they never really looked like All Ireland champions. They never really looked. Like they could push on, get a couple of scores, get a couple of points out. They didn't ever look comfortable no. in the league. Like, like they played well, and they played well at, at stages, but they were never like really, got, like really got looked like they were going to win it. Like, yeah, and everybody's talking about how, how how Dublin weren't as good, you know, this year as other years. They're the All Ireland champions. So what does that say for Mayo? I'm just saying, I'm not trying to beat them again. I'm just saying there's so many contradicting sort of points about Mayo. Um, when at the end of the day they couldn't get across the line um, and nobody could really say in the, the, the game last Saturday that uh, the best team lost because that definitely wasn't the case no definitely not and I think over the year Dublin were the best team almost definitely you'd be, yeah. listen, you know, you'd be Donegal, Kerry and Mayo you know, you know that's basically any team that's won the Irons, all Irons since 2010 yeah. you know you can't really argue with that no no absolutely not um it's like I think, and I think they'll have a good crack at it next year as well. It all depends on how some of their older players whether they stay on, and if they do stay on, do they come back in good, in good nick? I'd be like, curious to see as well the many players carry my blood because they've had a couple of underage successes there. They a couple yeah, of players, I, I think you? I think the problem is going to be their manager. 
I think keeping the same manager might have been a mistake. I think he'll probably come out with the same sort of tactics, which don't really suit Kerry. And I think if he actually played, like, or if they had to change their manager who came up with something new and brought them back more sort of towards traditional football as opposed to just sort of like dropping people back all the time, I think Kerry might be a much tougher proposition. But isn't he plays it as he sees? Obviously, he's after getting a new contract, which is madness, but that's just my opinion. John Fagan, I was driving down here actually, and uh, there was loads of these blue, like I live in Meath, and there was these blue and dark navy blue flags all over the place. I was like, jeez, look, it's turned into Dublin down here. It was actually the local club, Column Kills. Do you reckon, uh, reckon Meath will uh, give us any sort of a game next year? No, I think like <laughs> Meath are probably a better hurling county now than they are a football county so <laughs> <laughs> anyway listen we better wrap this up uh listen thanks for listening to us um and we'll be back again very soon with another podcast take care bye